Welcome to the Assemblée Dance Studio podcast, your go-to source for bite-sized lessons in growing and running your dance studio. I'm your host, Claire O'Shea, and I'm a dance studio owner and business coach, helping you grow your dance studio simply and successfully so you can reach more students, grow your business, and become the go-to dance studio in your area. Want to grab a free copy of my Dance Studio Growth Marketing eBook? Sign up for a free copy today of the ebook 97 Simple Strategies to Grow Your Dance Studio by going to assembledancestudiocoaching.com forward slash marketing ebook. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of my episodes released weekly. In today's episode, I interview the wonderful Kara Ehrenfeld from Summer Point Bookkeeping. And Kara is a Midwest US native who has loved math and numbers since she was a little girl. She taught high school math for years before coming a stay-at-home mum and now lives on a farm with her husband and two daughters. She loves spending time with her family, having campfires and working with small business owners to get their finances organized. So we touch on this in our interview, but basically after being a stay-at-home mom for a couple of years, she missed using her brain and helping people, so she got certified to become a personal financial coach, helping people with their budgets and getting out of debt, but she quickly realized that she wanted to serve businesses in the same way, so she jumped into business bookkeeping and absolutely loved it, and she's so excited to help in, you know, different ways for business owners as well as dance studio owners. So I absolutely love this interview with Kara. There's heaps of practical tips and tricks on increasing profit, knowing your numbers in your business and how to start with that. Now, I know for a lot of dance studio owners, this can be a topic that we don't love to learn about or we feel uneasy about because it's not something we're confident about. So we make sure to use and dive into the things that we think are going to be really practical and easy for dance studio owners to implement straight away. So if you're interested in knowing more, you want to take control over the finances in your business and you want to take action, today's episode is for you. Hi, Kara. It is so exciting for you to be joining us on the podcast today. Uh, Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. So you and I have chatted a little bit um, off the you know, recording and via email and stuff, but can you tell me a little bit about you and your business for our listeners if they, um, you know, they don't know you? Sure. So um, I am from the USA, which I'm sure you can tell from my accent. Um, I'm from the Midwest. I live on a farm, my family's farm, and um, I live here with my husband and my two daughters and two dogs. Um, I own a business, Summer Point Bookkeeping, point with an E, like the dance version. And um, my business really focuses on dance studios and other lesson-based businesses like this um, to really help them find balance in their work and personal life and relieve the stress of bookkeeping and financial organizations um, and really do kind of do most of that for them. Oh, awesome. And I know you said you were uh, live on a farm now, which I imagine potentially could be a little bit isolated. Is that one of the reasons why you started your business? Kind of. So I was a math teacher for quite a few years. And then once my husband and I had our first daughter, I decided to stay home with her. But it on a farm, 
stay at home mom that does get really isolating. And I found that I really needed something to do for myself um, outside of just like mothering and keeping up with the house. Um, but I still wanted the freedom to kind of choose when I worked and also wanted that future freedom of like when my kids got sick at school randomly, I wanted to be able to stay home with them. So um, and I love working with numbers. So this just was the perfect fit for me. And I'm so fun. I'm so glad I found it. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds amazing. And you mentioned before that obviously um, the, the name of your business has the word point in it. And you did talk about this mm -hmm. a little bit, but do you exclusively work with dance studio owners or could be, could it be gymnastic studio owners or Pilates instructors? Like is anyone that sort of has a lesson base you mentioned? Yeah. So like I I'm focusing on dance studios, but that it can really easily open up to gymnastics um, class businesses or like Taekwondo or swimming mm. lessons, just basically this kind of general type of business. Yeah. Amazing. Now, maybe I'm talking from personal experience, but like with the people that I know, traditionally creatives, I guess, sometimes have struggled with focusing on their numbers or knowing their numbers. My first question to you about that is like, how much time each week do you think that studio owners or dance studio owners like should allocate to looking and knowing their numbers? So I think if you're going to go on a weekly basis, if you have like a mid-sized dance studio, half an hour to an hour a week would be more than enough. Um, and then at the end of the month, you might have a, a couple extra steps to do, like reconciling your accounts, making sure that the amount in your books is the same amount that's in your bank. Mm -hmm. um, and then if you really want to get into the nitty gritty of it, a lot of accountants will record depreciation um, and a lot of bookkeepers do that too. That's something that I do with my clients' books, but it's really up to you if you want to wait till the end of the year to mm -hmm. record all of those other things. Anyway, um, so an hour a week would be more than enough than you would need, but at minimum, twice a, twice a month, go in, pay bills, check out your payroll if you have um, employees, categorize your transactions, and make sure that there's enough in each bank account for any future payments so you don't overdraft. Mm -hmm. Yeah, amazing. So I think when we talk about knowing our numbers, people think that we have to be allocating like hours per day. But your your opinion is like once you kind of get a little system going for yourself that it could take, you know, between 30 minutes and an hour. And that to me as well, what you're talking about is actually doing like some bookkeeping where like, for instance, at my um, business I don't do I don't do the reconciling and I don't do all of that type of thing but I like mm -hmm. to go into my accounts and again make sure again the bills are set up and I've got um, enough money in my accounts and then also looking at my profit and loss and things like that so I would I probably even spend maybe less and I do like the wages and everything as well of course yeah. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah so if you think that that would even could include that I guess once you get into a flow it, it shouldn't really take too much time or brain power as well right yeah you really just need to stay consistent if you really put it off it's going to take a lot more mm. each week to do or like I know someone who wouldn't do their bookkeeping all year and then would just like pack in like 
eight Ooh. hour days for a whole week to really get Ooh. it done, which I do not recommend. So just put right. in like 20 minutes a week. If that's yeah. all you have, just, just do it consistently and you'll be fine. Yeah. And I, like you said, if you try and make it like a scheduled thing, I like, I try and do it with my husband on the Wednesday because he's a math teacher as well. Mm -hmm. um, and so <laughs> that sort of way it makes myself accountable um, we don't do it. We're not perfect at it, obviously, but I try my best. And yeah, having like knowing it's like Wednesday and that's what we do is good for me because else I would let it get probably like that person. Um, and that makes me laugh because that's exactly what my mom does. She doesn't yeah. do any book work. And then before tax time, she spends like a week or two weeks and just like, oh, this is the worst. And I'm like, well, you did a little bit throughout the year. It wouldn't be so bad. <laughs> exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah. And with that in mind, if, if like uh, someone who's listening to this, they've never even like looked at their numbers or have a grasp on anything. Is there certain areas of like finances or bookkeeping that you think that dance studio owners should look at first? So I would say definitely, and this is kind of obvious, but definitely look at your expenses because that's really where things can kind of run rampant. Mm -hmm. Um, some expenses like mortgage on the building or rent or whatever are non-negotiable or like paying your dance teachers, but some of them can be uh, eliminated or whittled down like a cleaning service, for instance. If that's really putting you over the edge and you're not able to make money off of your business and you're paying a cleaning service, maybe let's um, revisit this and maybe you can Hire your dance teachers to do a little bit of cleaning after each class, or you can do it and um, really just check out your expenses. And then when you really get into it, I would uh, investigate the areas of your business that are not worth the effort you're putting in. Like if you have multiple mm -hmm. locations and one location is really not bringing in a lot of income, but you're spending a lot of time there, I would really consider either reevaluating that um, or moving on. Yeah. I think that's really, really good advice and something that I think probably a lot of, um, you know, when you love your business, it's really hard to let parts of it go, but it's super important not to let it drag on if it's not making you money. Um, right. and like you said, with your expenses, like a couple of years ago, I was like, Oh, this is, I'm not making as much money as I should be. And I was like, just couldn't figure it out. And then I looked at my expenses. And I had all of these subscriptions that I'd signed up to that I just really, I didn't use very much anymore, had kind of forgotten about, but like was still being charged. And I, I cut down so many expenses when I looked at that. So I would encourage everyone right. as well to like look at your subscriptions because you just sort of set them up because it's easy, but then they just keep costing you money if you don't need them. Right. Yes. Now you have mentioned before about like what uh, keeping good books and I for myself don't really know and what would be sort of I guess your understanding of good books like how do you keep good books and what are they? So uh, from a bookkeeping perspective you really want to make sure all of your transactions are categorized and to the detail that is most helpful for you. Like some people really want to have like a billion categories and that's helpful for them. But some people want to have like six categories and that's helpful for them. So making sure all of your transactions 
are understandable so you can get the most information out of that. So basically categorize them. And then um, from this, you wanna be able to see where your money is going, what areas of your business are doing well, what areas aren't, and good books and bookkeeping is all about getting an accurate picture of how healthy your business is. And if you're not keeping on top of your transactions and also recording assets, like even stuff that's not a transaction, like you got donated a really nice stereo system that needs to go in your books because that shows how healthy your business is and the amount of energy that it's worth. <clears throat> okay, cool. Now as well, we have talked uh, talking, we have spoken about um, you really enjoying the profit first model. And I know you're pretty passionate about that. And I know that that's a book and I think probably quite a few people listening to this might've read it, but for those who don't know, are you able to give us a bit of an overview of what the profit first method is? Sure. So the profit first method um, outlined in a book, like you said, by Mike Kowitz, and it's an idea where you separate your income into sections for like in predetermined percentages. So basically the idea is if you have a bank account and there's $1,200 in it, but you're only allowed to spend 600, you're going to spend more than 12 than 600. But if you put that other half, if you only have 600 in your bank account, and that's exactly how much you can spend that you're not going to go over that. You're much less likely to go over that. So the book basically just talks about separating your income he really focuses on profit first, obviously. <laughs> he says put 1% into profit right off the bat. And um, eventually the goal is to get a couple percentages towards profit, a couple percentages towards owner's contribution. You want to put some towards taxes. And then you want the, your business to be able to run off of 80% of your income. And then you can really see the the growth of your business this way. You can really see the health of your business this way. And personally, you are receiving the benefits of owning a business, which a lot yeah. of people don't prioritize. Yes, absolutely. And I feel like what, like you said, it's one of those things that, you know, if the money's in the account, you're more likely to be like, oh, we can afford that extra little thing or you know, it just, again, it's another bill that it's set up and so you're not kind of reevaluating your expenses. But if right. that's only available a certain amount, you, it does, it's sort of, I think it's like a, um, there's a time concept that is similar to that in that, you know, if you allow yourself an hour to do something, it's probably going to take an hour. But if you allow yourself 30 minutes, mm -hmm. it probably only take 30 minutes. So that's exactly. really interesting. Um, and I know, like, again, what you just sort of given us an overview would you recommend this book for everyone to read? Do you think it's really valuable? Absolutely. Yeah, I had it on my need to read list for like a year and a half. And then I was talking to a prospective client and she was like, I really want to uh, do this with my bookkeeping. And so I just like read through the whole thing and um, I'm completely convinced. He talks about the successes of it and um, kind of like basically the foolproof nature of it and how... It can really help your business. So, and you think that this would be really powerful and relevant for dance studio owners as well? 
I absolutely. I think dance studio owners, dance studio owners, especially they have such a passion for their business, which is so great. But a lot of them, a lot of times that passion kind of becomes a situation where they put all of the income of their business back into their business and they just like burn out. They're working too hard. They're not getting paid enough. They're probably doing a lot of stuff on when they're not teaching classes that are contributing to the business and they just are exhausted at the end of the day. So I think this profit first method really is allows business owners to reap the benefits of all the hard work that they're putting in. So if a dance studio owner was wanting to use that profit first method, would that be something they'd have to talk to a bookkeeper about, or is it something that they could manage on their own? Like, what would you recommend? So if hiring a bookkeeper is not on the general idea for your business right now, this is definitely something that you can do on your own. Um, In the book, he really outlines the steps and um, really tells you what to do. You can find a bookkeeper like completely certified in the Profit First Method through his website, which he outlines in the book. Um, But you can also find other bookkeepers that are familiar with the concept that are not on his website. For instance, I'm not Mm. on his website, but I understand it. I know how to put it into practice. Yeah. I would bring it up to your bookkeeper or whoever you're planning on working with because some bookkeepers or accountants or whoever you're working with are not convinced of the method. So just make sure you're on the same page with whoever you're working with. Yeah, amazing. So if a dentist owner had to make one change in their finances or their bookkeeping today, what would you recommend be the first change that they make? Um, So I would say just try to get organized and do it today and just do a little bit. Like if you are really interested in getting your books up to date, maybe today you sign up for a bookkeeping program and tomorrow you start plugging numbers in or today you start researching bookkeepers to work with you and tomorrow you start emailing them. Just just one little step each day can make a huge difference, but organization is so important yeah 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 I think that's and that's again simple little steps that make big changes it's which is really awesome now I know you mentioned that you don't have to have a bookkeeper and like obviously you don't have to but for those trying to manage it all what benefit do you think that hiring a bookkeeper has overall for someone trying to do everything by themselves so I find this very similar to why I hire someone to do my taxes which Speaking of, a quick clarification, bookkeepers, some bookkeepers can file your taxes for you. Mm -hmm. Some can't. Um, Some accountants can do bookkeeping. Um, So just be aware that there is a difference. Mm -hmm. Um, If you hire a bookkeeper, they can do your taxes sometimes, but sometimes they can't. Anyway, um, I hire someone to do my taxes every year. And Mm -hmm. if I were to try to do them, it would probably take me five or six hours, I would have so much stress, so much Mm -hmm. frustration, and I would hate every single second of it. Um, Mm -hmm. But instead of doing that, I hire my favorite tax guru. He does it in like half an hour. I know Mm -hmm. that he did it right and he did it well. And um, I'll have to pay a little bit of money for that half an hour. 
but I saved like five hours of my time, which I can put into get, like growing my business or spending time with my yeah. family. And that is worth so much more than that hundred dollars that I gave him for doing my taxes. Yeah, absolutely. I really, I agree. So that's really amazing. Now I have um, one more question for you. So as a bookkeeper, is there an app or a tool that you recommend to help with finances and bookkeeping? Yeah. So personally, I work with QuickBooks Online. I mm-hmm. think it's an excellent software. Some people think that it might be expensive, but in my opinion, it's worth the mm-hmm. price. Yeah. Zero spelled X-E-R-O. That's is another, yeah. That's another one that's really reputable. I'm pretty sure they both have phone apps as well that you can do a lot of your bookkeeping through. Um, mm-hmm. Also, I am I do personal financial coaching as mm-hmm. well. And for personal finances, just a quick little plug, I use Mint, which is a mm-hmm. sister app with QuickBooks. Oh, and okay. I'm very pleased with it. It's free. You can get oh. it on your phone. You can work through budgets and it tells you how much more you have in your budget mm-hmm. um highly recommend okay amazing now if someone wanted to um get a bookkeeper or even like use you as their bookkeeper do you mm-hmm. do you have to be or, or would you recommend i guess um people using local bookkeepers or do you think it doesn't matter wherever they are in the world um great question so with the 21st century and the ability to talk to anyone like for instance you're in Australia and I'm in the Mm -hmm. middle of the U.S. and we have no problems here um I think location does not need to be a priority of yours anymore Mm -hmm. it's much more important to find someone who understands your business and the challenges it faces and um you really need someone who you can trust and are comfortable Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. Um, so you don't want Bob, the bookkeeper from down the street who has never stepped foot in a dance studio and doesn't understand anything about what you go, what you're going through. Um, you also want to make sure you chat and like connect with whoever you're going to work with, because this is arguably the biggest, like the most important part of your business. Mm -hmm. And if someone is giving you sketchy vibes, trust your gut and find someone new. So you need someone you can trust. You need someone who understands you and your business and um, just keep in mind, it doesn't need to be local. It can be across the country. I know some people who hire bookkeepers from other countries even. Mm-hmm. So just keep an open mind yeah. and um, keep your expectations high. Amazing. Now, if anyone listening uh, wants to get in contact with you um, to ask more questions or to sort of you know connect with you on social media or however you Um, share information how would they get in touch with you so I have a website it's summerpointbookkeeping.com and they they can contact me through there I also have a Facebook page not super active on it but you can message me on there if you Mm -hmm. um, same same name summerpoint bookkeeping Um, so go there and um, you'll be able to contact me and we'll chat (laughs) Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. It was awesome to learn a little bit more about numbers and bookkeeping. It can be something that people really shy away from. So I was good to chat with you about how it doesn't have to be so scary and some tips and tricks to get started today. 
Of course. So great talking to you. Thank you for listening to the Assemble Dance Studio Coaching Podcast with your host, me, Claire O'Shea. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it on your stories on Instagram and tag the show or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Assemble Dance Studio Coaching. Tune in next week for another episode all about helping you grow your dance studio simply and successfully so you can reach more students, grow your business and become the go-to dance studio in your area. See you then.